new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. As always, this is your host, Jared Warren, author, advisor, investor, coach, and dedicated to helping you reach your maximum potential each day. Guys, I am super excited about what's going on right now with the Success 101 podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to grab my book, From Success to Significance, the same book that I'm going through on these live episodes, I'm offering it to you guys for free, and all I'm asking you to do is cover the shipping on that. If you'll head over to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book, you can grab your book. And the reason that I'm offering it for free is because so many people asked to grab a copy whenever I started going through these live episodes that I wanted to get it out into as many hands as I possibly could. The feedback has been phenomenal, to say the least, as you guys are working through these vision-building activities and the five components for creating your strategy, which is what we're going to dive into a little bit here today. So go grab your copy if you're outside of the United States, which many of you are who are listening in. The ebook version is the only version that's available currently. I announced on social media this week that Singapore, over the last two weeks, the country of Singapore, individuals there have bought 86, I believe is the number, 86 ebooks. So thanks so much for your support. Obviously, the word is getting out about this ultimate strategy guide, and I'm so fortunate that I get to be a part of getting this into your hands. So we're going to start off today in section number two. If you guys haven't heard the other live episodes where I went through the six vision building activities that really led up to this, really a lot of brainstorming and now setting the tone for where we're going on creating this strategy. You really owe it to yourself to go back and check those out. I don't want you guys to miss a thing on this. Creating your highlight reel, creating your to-be list, discovering your unique ability. All of those things are so important as we prepare to build your strategy that's not only going to make 2017 incredible for you guys, but hopefully sets habits for you guys for the rest of your life when it comes to goal setting and vision casting. So those of you who have been following along or those of you who have already read the book, you know that this thing works like a funnel. We designed it this way intentionally. Picture a funnel to where at the big opening at the end, you've got your bigger vision. That's where all of your brainstorming, your foundations are being laid. That's where you're getting your compelling why, or at least working toward that. That is your bigger vision. We're going to start dumping everything into the funnel. And as it travels down that funnel, we're going to end up with transforming results. So we've got a bigger vision up top. Today, we're going to start diving into the specific strategy that's driven by your compelling why. The why gets thrown around so much in today's culture, but it's so important. So though your why could be old news to some of you guys, I don't want to pass that up without at least pausing on that and really understanding why that's important to lock in. As we travel down the funnel, we're going to have exacting implementation, not just implementation, but exacting implementation that you have put a ton of thought into before we even got there. And then finally, our transforming results. And those results don't just stick immediately for some people. In fact, most people, they don't. This is going to be something that you're constantly going to be revising and changing as the years go by, it's going to continue to sharpen you into the person that you want to be. So let's kick it off with our five components for creating your strategy. And I would say that many of you out there have already discovered how significant some of life's moments are. And we can really define a life as significant when it's filled with positive moments, really detailed and designed moments that intentionally move a person toward their vision 
And we know the other side of the coin is a lie filled with negative or meaningless moments that leave people feeling unfulfilled or in a wasted life, as you've heard so many people talk about before. In fact, Curtis had a good friend of his once that told him that at the end of the day, we will appreciate the memories more than the money. Let that rest for just a moment. We will appreciate the memories more than the money. So in other words, the moments that really make up our life, they are more significant, guys, than all the success in the world. Making money, making wealth will not create a life of happiness or joy. You can have flashes of those things, but it is not long lasting. Many of you guys out there know that goals are going to be the pathway. They're going to help you navigate through all of life's twists and turns all the discoveries you make and the events that comprise of these moments, those things are going to help guide you toward your ultimate why and help that stay locked in once you get that. And it's going to guide you to your ultimate vision. And goals are also going to help you guys clarify the opportunities within each of those moments that are going to define what those moments will look like. Again, living a life by design rather than by default doesn't just happen. It has to be extremely intentional. And the really good thing about this, guys, is we can choose whether those instances in life, those moments in life, whether they're going to be positive and productive or whether they will be negative and extremely insignificant. Your goals, your actions, your why, your life by default, those things are all going to direct the action a person takes on their road toward this discovery and this journey of where they really want to be. So I think it's important to understand that recognizing that goals exist to move us to positive and desirable action really leads to an even further and deeper question, which is what should those goals look like? In my coaching of private clients and coaching of advisors here, I find that many people just put down goals because they sound good. It's a gut reaction or they look at the peer to the left and right of them, or they look at somebody in their business that they're trying to follow and they put down goals that really don't represent anything personal to them. And if you think about goals, as we write about it here, as a tension point on a rubber band, we've got to stretch sometimes outside of ourselves to reach certain goals. Any of you know that when you've stretched before, that's going to support your progress. Therefore, it's going to move you to becoming more aggressive and being more hungry. But we don't want to be so aggressive and hungry that we get outside the boundaries. We don't want to get outside the lines to where we're counterproductive or we're not ever accomplishing the things that we set up for ourselves because they're too lofty. And in a sense, as we talk about in the book, really just snapping the rubber band. To someone who has designed this, unmet goals do not look like failure. It looks like another learning point on the road to discovery, to figuring out how you ultimately want to get to where you want to be. If someone has set unrealistic goals, which we'll go over in just a moment, failure could easily be perceived as failure because time and time again, not only are you not reaching the milestones you want to hit, but you realize they're so out of line with where you should be that it just leads to hopelessness and almost just stopping you in your tracks, not knowing where to go next. We don't want that for you guys. When we stretch, we have to push ourselves past this current point of comfort. Comfort will never get us anywhere. We've got to push past that current point of comfort to a point that is ambitious, but the goal must be possible. Let me say that again. The goal must be possible. It should not flatten us out along the way or time and time again discourage us because we're so far out of line. We've got to use our big overarching goals, the ones that we know can stretch us into healthy patterns in our life because they are set up in alignment with our why. We've got to use those overarching goals as tools to grow our current capabilities. I'll take a step back from the book here for a moment. As many of you guys know, I've been studying a lot from Mark Devine lately. I've been studying his work for quite a while. Finally had the chance to get him on the Success 101 podcast a few episodes ago. I believe it was like episode number 161. But Mark is a master at goal planning and goal setting intentionally by design, not by default. Much of his work as a CPA and an MBA and much of his work in the SEALs and then later on as a business owner has led him 
to understand what works and what doesn't work. And we have much to learn from him. If you read Mark's book, Unbeatable Mind, you'll hear him talk about goal planning in a three-step process. You've got FITS goals, you've got the acronym SMART-P, and then you have PROP. I'll go over those really briefly because I think there's a ton to learn from him as well as we dive into further goal planning in From Success to Significance. So think about our goals as FITS goals, F-I-T-S. The FIT is that we know the goals have to align with our personality. They must fit you. They must fit your skills. They must fit your skills for where you are now and your time in life and your capabilities. So we've got to understand that first. Does this fit with my time in life or is this the wrong season? Do I not have the resources right now to go and realistically accomplish what I want to do? Am I stretched too thin already on my calendar, not from just seemingly insignificant things, but actually really important things, whether it be family, whether it be other businesses you're running, are you at a time in life where this goal can be realistic? It can be a good fit for you. Let's answer that question first. Then we move to the I, which is importance. What does this goal mean for you? Are you willing to do anything it takes to get there? So once you've answered if it's a good fit and you can realistically build this into your life, We've got to understand the importance of this because if it's not important enough, we'll try to build it in and then other things will get in the way of it. The T is timing. Is this the right timing for you? Again, for some of us, we're in seasons in life right now where we would love to go and accomplish big things. And it's just not going to happen. Not because there's not enough time in the day, not because you're locked into some things that are insignificant. You've got some great things going on that you need to stick to and see to an end. Things that you've made a commitment on, businesses that you're running. It just may not be the right timing, guys. It may not be the right fit. And then the S is simple. Is it simple enough to articulate to yourself and to your team? Maybe it's not just you running with this goal as a solo entrepreneur. Maybe you've got an entire team around you that you're relying on to pull some of this weight. But if you can't communicate that goal to them, you're not going to be able to make it simple enough for everyone to get their mind around or get on board with. I see that happening with teams all the time in my private coaching, where an entrepreneur will have a team of six or seven or even 50 people. And they're just banging their head against the wall trying to get this goal or trying to get this vision pushed down to the team. And I tell them they're way overcomplicating it. Overcomplication really doesn't have a place in our goal setting today. And I find that so many people are either chasing after others, as I mentioned, or they're setting up goals that are big and lofty and outside of the boundaries of what they should be doing in, you know, really in this FITS model. And you're just overcomplicating it. We've got to make it simple. So remember, FIT, importance, timing, and simple. That is the first step to proper goal planning. And if your goal makes it through the FITS process, then it's realistic to move forward and start planning out those goals. But we have to start there. Many people start with SMART action goals. We talk about that in the book, SMART action plans. But we have to know if it actually fits right now for this time of life. And if it doesn't, maybe it's a six-month or a 12-month or a six-year wait, who knows? But we have to pass the FITS test before we can move into the SMART action plan. Mark actually calls this SMART P. So our goals must be specific. They must be measurable. They must be achievable. They must be realistic. They must be time-bound. We have to have some sort of a start and end point on this. And then the P is they have to be positive. You've got to state those goals positively. And I love that he throws that in there at the end because so many people create goals, they get fired up about them, but they don't revisit them. They're not stating them positively. And your brain has a magnificent way of being scumbag brain and just derailing a lot of what we're trying to do if we're not stating it positively. So really tap into that, guys. If your goal is not meeting your FITS and your SMART P criteria, you cannot realistically yoke yourself to this goal, no matter how much you want it. I'll repeat that again. You cannot realistically yoke yourself to a goal, no matter how much you want it, if it does not meet the FITS and the SMART P criteria. Either we've got to take a step back and totally redesign this goal, 
which really gets back to your why, I would say. Maybe the why is off, and you'll realize that as you go through FITS and Smart P. Or again, maybe it's a timing issue. Maybe it just does not pass the test for something that could realistically be done. You may go spend a ton of time, a ton of money and resources, and either watch that thing blow up in smoke, watch your investor's money blow up in smoke, or even worse yet, spend a ton of time of your life getting discouraged, negative, unconfident with pursuing other goals when you really just didn't approach it the right way. And then finally, prop, P-R-O-P. Once we get the goal established and once we are locked in, it's met the FITS test, it's met the SMART-P test. Now let's start moving forward and let's actually start putting one foot in front of the other. As we get into these goals, we have to ask ourselves, prop, what are my priorities to seeing this thing through? What are the things that I have to accomplish? What are the realities? This, to me, comes back to almost like a SWOT analysis. My strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities, my threats. What are the realities of things that could be roadblocks for me? What are the realities of things that maybe I'm negative on? And there's a lot of opportunity there that I should just push on through with. And then the O is what are my options? Should I go path A? Should I go path B? Both of those may eventually accomplish the goal, but one may take a lot more time and money. Again, that SWOT analysis is going to help you really dive into those types of criteria to make sure you're doing this the right way. And then P, what is my path forward? Once I pick that route A or B, how do I meticulously go about journeying down this path, knowing that there's going to be storms, knowing that there's going to be chaos around me, but I've got to remind myself of the path forward so that I don't give up on this. So as you guys can see, goal planning is a lot more detailed and complex, not to contradict what I said a couple of minutes ago about keeping it simple. That's a totally different thing that I'm talking about here. Goals in and of themselves can be extremely complex or can blow up in your face. So we have to give them the respect that they're due. And so many people today are using goals as just an old hat, cliche word that is not motivating. They have failed many times over and not used that as learning or feedback. They've truly used it as negative failure. And all we have to do is design this the right way. And once we've passed the FITS test, once we've passed the SMART P test, once we realize that we're moving forward in this goal and we use PROP to really balance every step along the way, That's going to help us keep our front sight focused to where everything that is in front of us, we're reflecting on it constantly as what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my set point? Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. We've got to examine. We've got to test. We've got to be in the lab with our goggles and our white coat on, and we've got to test everything. And goals do not escape that test if we're going to do them the right way. So moving back here to From Success to Significance, as I mentioned, we've got to use those big overarching goals as tools to grow our current capabilities. Just because you don't have the ability currently to reach an audacious goal doesn't mean at some point you shouldn't aim for it. Maybe it's just not passing the FITS test or it's not passing the SMART-P test. But if you think of all the skills and relationships and opportunities that have come to you over the last 10 years... If your goals were based on who you were 10 years ago instead of who you've become, you'd not nearly be as successful as you are today. But the truth is, guys, after testing and testing and missteps along the way, Curtis and I give you guys the blueprints to creating the five components in really developing your strategy. And as we get into the introductory part of this portion of the book, I want to outline these five components for creating bigger strategies, bigger goals to where you can really identify when it's not the right time. It's not the right place. It's not the right resources. It's not the right season. And it doesn't mean we don't need to pursue that. It just means we need to be very smart about how we're attacking our goals. Number one, the goal must be tied to an emotionally compelling why aligned with your vision. That's strategy component number one, the compelling why catalyst. Number two, the goals must be smart or smart P. That is strategy component number two we're going to dive into, the smart goals formula. 
Strategy component number three, the goals must be balanced and integrated. We're going to be walking through achieving balance and integration with the SMART Goals Action Plan. And strategy component number four, the goals must be linked to a reward or consequence that drives you to completion. You have to really find what makes you hungry and what makes you tick and what also makes you slow down. We'll go back to that SWOT analysis. We've got to understand what our weaknesses and our threats are. But if we link our strategies to a reward or consequence that drives us to completion, you guys are going to be able to see that clearer to the end than maybe you ever have before. And then finally, number five, the goals must move you toward your ideal day. One of my favorite activities in this book, haphazard living or haphazard schedule planning is never going to get you guys doing each day what you want to do. We're going to show you exactly how to design that in. So here we go. Let's get in the first building block of really designing your strategy. That's strategy component number one, the compelling why catalyst. You guys all know that successful people out there, people that have mentored you, people you followed, people that you want to model your life after, you want to take ideas from and use it in your own life. Many of those people have already been well-schooled in the fundamentals and importance of goal setting, or they just wouldn't be where they are in life. Success doesn't just happen overnight. It is a series of missteps that you continue forward with, that path forward that you see to completion and you learn from. But though they are master strategists, too many people out there lack goals that are aligned with a vision, integrating each area of life necessary for fulfillment. Often success out there is based on people's ability to make snap decisions, to pull the trigger, to take action. And though these qualities are admirable, we've got to make sure those qualities are kept in check or we're going to be living by default taking convenient or artificial steps instead of significant and intentional, well-thought-out and planned-out steps. Very highly talented people out there that you guys know, they sometimes fail to reach fulfillment because they set and implement inappropriate goals. Brilliant thoughts behind it, brilliant logic, brilliant passion sometimes behind those ideas, but without an emotionally compelling why that really drives that action, which means at some point, and it's a matter of time, it's not going to be long-lasting. You'll hear us mention this many times in this section about your why. If you have a big enough why, your activity can be meaningful and motivating but if you don't have a compelling why, then it's like wandering in the desert. You're just going nowhere. You're active, you're moving, you're doing things, but maybe you're just wandering in a giant circle. I mentioned in the book personally, for me, I want to keep meetings with three or four of my great clients each day. That's the activity part. Why? So I can build my business. That's the goal. As a financial advisor, it's very important to have FaceTime with my clients, to check in with them, to update them on things. So I've got to keep a certain amount of meetings each day to reach the income level that I want to be at, the activity. That's going to help me build my business and build trust with my clients over time. The goal. Why? So that my wife and I can give more. We can travel more. We can be more involved with our children. We can create unbelievable experiences with those we love. That's the ultimate desired outcome. Many people in business each day, they just wake up and say, I want to do this, this, and this so I can be somewhere eventually. But it's not designed. You've got to figure out your activity, the goal, and the ultimate desired outcome. If you haven't picked up on this already, guys, goals are not meant to merely assign a quantitative measure to achievements, but they are there to provide the fuel necessary to sustain the motivational fire. Goals themselves, if you're just naming an achievement that you eventually want to get to, that is not going to sustain you. If they're well thought out, though, now there's fuel behind those. Research has shown over and over that those who constantly revisit their goals, altering them, changing them, designing them so that they better support their vision and keep them aligned with their core values, those people are way more likely to describe themselves as successful than those who do not. So if a coaching client of mine says they want a goal of generating 200000 of additional income in three months, the pursuit of that goal might require them to spend less time with their family, which could be one of their core values. And as such, they may be sabotaging their own long-term happiness by causing the moments of the day to be incongruent 
are not in a line with their values and vision. And we all know where that leads. Making more money in the wrong way is not going to make us eternally joyful and happy long term. I've observed that a really interesting thing happens when we step back and we tend to the other areas of our life. As a result, we experience positive changes in all aspects, not just in the one thing that we were chasing after. We have a more enriched family life. We have better relationships. We have tons of energy going forward. Our vision is renewed. We're living more intentionally. And then, boom, byproduct of income, let's say, if that's your goal, that comes after the fact. But you're totally satisfied in other areas of your life. We can't just allow ourselves to chase after one thing in front of us and totally disregard and sabotage everything else around us. But we want the goals to come as amazing strategic byproducts of everything else great happening in our lives. And when you do it the right way and you live by design and you know your why, that compelling why pushing you forward that gets you to the end result, but doesn't sabotage everything along the way, you will not only hit the goal that you're going toward, but you will be so fulfilled in many areas of your life. We can get so focused on one thing that we disregard everything else around us. And I see that happen so many times when people are setting strategies and goals that they're excited about. I personally believe, and there's tons of research on this out there, guys, a well-integrated life is a more productive life. And I also believe that we are attracted to people who are shining examples and that we respond positively to those who set goals that are integrated with their vision and values. So as we wrap up the podcast, guys, here, I really want you guys to take this to heart. I want you to get excited about the five strategic building blocks that we're about to be putting together, these strategy components. Number one, tying things to the compelling why as we discussed today. Number two, understanding how SMART or SMART P goals work. Number three, achieving balance and integration by using that SMART goals action plan to carry your vision forward. Number four, tying your goals to a linked reward or consequence that's going to drive you to completion. That way it's long lasting and not short lived or doesn't blow up in your face. And number five, helping you to design your ideal day. We're going to be talking about all of those as time goes on. Today, we briefly covered strategy component number one, the compelling why catalyst. And that with a big enough why, so many areas of your life can become byproducts and come alongside and strengthen the one thing that you're trying to chase after. But we have to design it. We have to really understand our why. Those of you who are reading through the book, From Success to Significance, will really understand better how we dive into developing this why and how that will be the first building block for you guys to creating the ultimate strategy for the rest of your life and setting good habits that make your goals actually mean something for the future. Thanks so much for joining me here today. If you guys would like to connect directly with me, the best way to do that is by email. You can email my team and I at info at success101podcast.com. Remember to pick up your free copy, just cover the shipping, of From Success to Significance, the ultimate strategy manual. And you can also catch me in the world of social media on Facebook at the Success 101 Podcast Facebook page or on Instagram under the name at Success 101 Podcast. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then.